hello. Welcome to... Uh, My show. What, to, to what Naz believes, Rory. Honestly, Naz believes this is now her show. And that Tyler... I'm the co-host, Naz, not you. We have to share a mic because Naz Even needs Regis her own switched mic. it up. Because Naz, Naz needs her own damn mic. Oh, Jesus. Um, welcome to the higher estate. We're going to have a really excellent show. This is actually the final show. No, let me say that again. It's not the final show. This is the last show in our series on health, fitness, wellness, Um we just did three weeks of it, a three-week plunge uh, into talking about, uh, I don't even remember, who did we start with? Vince. We started with Vince. Vince was an outstanding, you know Vince? Vince. Legacy coaching? Uh, no, I don't think Vince, so. Vince, what's his last, Vince, what's your last name? Call us. Luciani. Luciani. Okay, Naz knows this. No, Vince is an amazing guy. He's uh, the guy that, you know, talks about, he's a motivational guy, talks about uh, health and wellness and it, <clears throat> Really finding yourself through all these troubles and whatever we all that we all suffer all the time. Last week we had Naz, and by fucking popular demand, I'll, I'll put that in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> fucking right, double it. No, can you stop? No, no, don't swear. Don't swear just because I swear. Excuse uh-huh. me. <laughs> See earmuffs first. Right, yeah. earmuffs. <laughs> uh, because um, by popular demand, we're bringing her back for round two. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, what's new in Nat. Like we only got to what happened to, to the past. We right. didn't talk about the present. We didn't talk about the future of where we're going with health and wellness and what, what's happening in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got Naz here. We also have Rory McDonald here. Like this guy is, I mean, he's a legend. He's a legend <laughs> around here for sure. Look at his ears. Is he saying your last name right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's bang on. All right. Thank you. It See, she just wanted to fucking throw me under the bus. <laughs> Jeez. I'm just making I'm sure. Just like, she's I'm respecting <laughs> her. Guest. She's literally just trying to throw. Did I say your name right? Like, I'm just respecting your guest. You're just trying to throw me under the bus. I am not. You are. Where's my drink? I can't drink the money. Who got you that drink? Thank you. I appreciate You're that. Welcome. I almost drank the money. It would go along with. Anyway. Your life. <laughs> I have an X for that. Your banter's entertaining. I like it. Yeah. Um, Rory, who, um, if you saw the post that we did last night, he was a fighter in the UFC. Didn't fight in the UFC. I've coached okay. in the UFC. Coached at I, UFC. Uh, I see him there all the time. You're always coaching UFC. Stuff. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's the, the highest level of the sport. Is where we're trying to get all of our guys. So I've I've done all my professional work there as as a coach. I fought professionally. I fought guys that that are in the UFC, um, but never made it never made it there myself. You look like a scrawny ass in that photo, man. Which one? I'm just kidding. You did. Oh, I was. Like, I fought, yeah. I fought, you look tough. That was 50 pounds ago. I was I was I fought at 155. What? Uh, Holy yeah. Crap. So I dropped. You cut to one. A lot of weight, and I was actually um, my after my last fight, I was looking at cutting down to 145. Uh, but thank God that didn't happen. I probably would have had to cut my leg off. Uh, <laughs> That's what you were gonna say. Ten pounds, huh? My leg. Listen, if I if I had to, can you imagine if I had to cut down to 155? Do you know what I'd look I like? I can't imagine when you have to cut down peanut butter at 2 in the morning. <laughs> Wouldn't Shut up. <laughs> you and your damn peanut butter at 2 in the morning. This one makes fun of me because, you know, I'm like, let's eat healthy, let's eat healthy. And I pass out on the couch till 2 in the morning, like every day. Yeah. And then I wake up and I'm starving. So I go right to the peanut butter. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but, health but, conscious, health yeah, conscious but hold diet. on. I have like two tablespoons of 
peanut butter and I put some honey on top. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, peanut butter and honey, honey is the best thing ever. some bananas in there too. Right? Ooh, right. Yeah. There we go. So we got Rory here talking. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, he was on, by the way, if you, we actually, one of our, our highest viewed shows was oh. when you were on. It's nice to hear. Yeah, it's because you're so adorable. Well, you know what? I, have a, I, I definitely have a face for radio, so it's shocking you got attention with the, the video as well. <laughs> the ears just like... I know, they're... They, yeah, you can only pin so many things I've, to I've been it. doing that a lot. I've actually drained like four or five guys on the ears or on the team's ears because really? doctors don't do that. Like, they won't... Right. They won't so you, you drain you drain the blood out uh, the same way you would drain an abscess, and just like just like an abscess, you should you should pack it with something, and that's the problem that most guys won't do. You'll just pull the blood out, and then they go train more, and it blows up again. Uh, so what they used to do in the olden days when I was a wrestler is they'd actually sew a button. Uh, in the ear on both sides to keep it pinched shut, so it would heal. So what I do is I'll I'll just pack it with. Uh, like gauze and then vet wrap is an awesome uh, awesome way to keep it tight because it doesn't stick to their hair. Yeah. Not a problem that I have, but so cool. we we actually so you're so funny. We used to pack everything. One of the main reasons you don't see I'm not up to date on medical science anymore. That's well, but if for fighters it would make sense to do it. But most of these guys show up to emerge or to like an urgent care walk-in where the evidence shows that there's no difference between packing or not packing when it comes to infection. Yeah. So everybody's basically stopped packing shit. Ah. That's like a five-center. Yeah, it's... I don't have one of those. You can say that on, on network just, television. Yeah, I that's, know. It that's, doesn't that's, count. That's fine. That's I only have very <laughs> limited change here today. <laughs> so, so, we're so we're playing with so the they, rules, not they, swearing. Yeah, they, right. Right. Swearing rules. So they, they pack a lot. They pack a lot less often. But I do think for fighters, I mean, you should probably just do it. Your ears are swelling as we look at them. Yeah, it's just retaining the shape of the ear, mm -hmm. right? And, and helping it helping it heal. And that's yeah. just from getting blows. Blows to the head? No, it's, it's from friction. Friction, yeah. Friction. Unlikely to get from like a direct punch, but it's when it like gets ground and, and folded over. That's oh. why you see wrestlers and rugby players, particularly in the scrum, because of the way they grind I, in. You're not a real rugby player. Shut you? yourself. <laughs> well, you know, you know no. what's funny? I Actually, wore a scrum cap. Thanks very much. Oh, you look adorable, uh, too. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I was, I was reading about a doctor in Russia that you can pay 1,500 rubles, which is like... 30 or 40 bucks, you know, break your ears for you. Uh, and people are like, why the hell would you want your ears broken? So in Russia, uh, wrestling is all mobbed up. Like there's a, there's a culture uh, that, that goes along with the crime over there. So there's some status that goes with it. And then he also said there's guys that have been, like, like what you just said, uh, said Dyer, right? You played rugby, but not really, because you don't have the ears. Yeah. So there's guys that have wrestled for 15 years that are good wrestlers that don't have the broken ears. Like everybody thinks I'm a wimp. Nobody believes it. So they'll pay this guy to manually no. break their hands. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just that good. So no. your ears are like the prison teardrop. It is. There's, but uh, but unlike a, a, a prison teardrop, you basically have to earn this. I guess a prison teardrop, you do have to murder somebody, you right? So you yeah. yeah. All right, all right. I take that. How did you know exactly. about this teardrop? I thought it was one of those like it's actually things. From the blood gang. Yeah. From bloods. Crips don't do that stuff. I like the bad C ones. Crips. Mr. Whitey over here knows all about it. <laughs> lived in St. Louis for eight years. Okay. <laughs> this guy, you know, it's not the blah, blah. Listen, I just watched an awesome... Do you guys watch that show? Um, Big... Is it called Big Mike? About that rapper. What's his name? Mike... Uh, what? Killer Mike. Killer Mike. So he does the, He has a show on Netflix. It's actually kind of funny. It's great. Listen to this show. We're going to get to the news, everybody. This is like a, this is an aside. We haven't even started the podcast yet. Naz just tried stealing the show, so I got to take it back. I did. Um, so Killer Mike, he's got like Mike something or other on uh, 
on Netflix. And what he does is he goes around like to uh, he tries to set society straight, of course. Um, so the first like well, first episode is amazing. He thinks what kids are learning in school is useless. So he goes. Oh, to I have his, seen this. I have goes seen to this. the grade one class. He's yeah. like, "What do you guys want to do when you grow up?" One's like an astronaut. One's a dentist. <laughs> yeah. one's, he's like. Forget everything you ever yeah, learned. No, None of that shit is practical at all. Yeah. You got to learn how to change a light bulb. You got to learn how to be an electrician. You got to learn how. So he's like, so he goes to the principal of the school, and his principal is like, oh, we want to teach our teach our kids to think, you know, think, you know, highly and and whatever abstractly think and have all these dreams and whatever. He's, and he's like, nah, no, nah, that's gonna work. So she's like, well, maybe you got to go to adults. So he takes a bunch of adults off the street, puts them in a room. And he shows them all, like he has his buddy over there, and he shows them all how to, uh, like a video, 10-minute video, how to, how to uh, drain a clogged um, what, kitchen sink. What do you call it? Drain, like... A snake. Snake, yeah. right. So, fuck, I'm good at you that. You were the kid that said you wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even want to be a doctor. I don't know. I didn't even want to be a doctor. I'm like, sit me outside, I'll play ball all day. All right, so... He taught them how to snake a drain, taught them how to change a door handle, and uh, showed them a picture of uh, or a video of something else I can't remember. Oh, how to change how to change a light bulb, or how to how to put the wires through to a light bulb to close yeah. the circuit. And then he gave them a ten minute whatever. He gave them a ten minute test at the end. They failed, like absolutely failed, knew nothing. So he's like, how do we get people on the internet to actually learn things? So he's like, well, what do most people on the internet do? Porn. Watch porn. Yeah. So he goes to these, uh, he goes to like this uh, cam girl and he's like, we got to teach people how to do these things Shut practically. Yeah. So he, it's awesome. So, it's... yeah. So, so he goes in and he's like, he sets up a whole, whole like porn video on how to change a light bulb or whatever, how to change a door handle, how to change the door frame, all this shit. Gives them the test again. 98 percent yeah they like it was so fun. it was but it was watching like, watching them watch it because he did like there was a lesbian scene and there, yeah. there's a gay scene and yeah, then yeah. there's like a straight scene it, yeah. and the the straight guys are like yeah like watching like this yeah, and it, was, <laughs> it was awesome it, was, it is good it is good they rocked it out but another one because was was about the crips and bloods he looks at he calls it um he called it um gangster racism <clears throat> something like that because if you look at People like Hell's Angels, bikers clubs, all those things. They sell T-shirts. They sell. They, man, it's a whole enterprise, right? They have shirts. They have like paraphernalia. They have all this shit. But and they're doing and they sell them in stores and they make it super legit. So he goes to one of his blood blood friends because he's a blood or he was friends with all these guys. He's like, "Where's our enterprise? Yeah, we don't." We don't have an enterprise. So we need to start doing what they do to legitimize what it is. But so then he's like, well, what can we possibly do? They came up with an idea. Crip Cola. Yeah. Still selling Coke. So they're selling Coke. They're selling cocaine. No, not cocaine. They're selling Coca-Cola. Sorry, my bad. They're selling Coca. They're selling Coca-Cola. Stop. That's not really that. Listen, Archer from. No, no. This was genius, guys. This is this is some genius. Where's Ira missing? This is some genius shit. So this is this is genius. So Crip Cola is Coca-Cola. It's a cola for you know that they can go sell. So initially nobody wanted to buy it. 
but why are people buying biker stuff? Like, they're like, well, we don't want to get killed by buying a, a Crip drink. So he created a merge, sort of, between the Crips and the Bloods. They had their blood cola or whatever it was. And then they sat together at like a festival or a, or a market and they were all selling their shit, right? Remember yeah. that episode? Yeah, it was, it was a great episode. Anyway. It was a good one. It was it, this like it's you, a funny show. It's, it's a, a funny, funny show. show. I think the whole point was the yeah. The where does it circle around to? Like, where did this? Where do we start with? Yeah, what did we start with? You Racism mentioned the blood. Oh, you oh, just mentioned the blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. We, got, there, we, we dialed it all back. Nobody can hear him. Nobody can hear him either. Right? Oh, you watched this? Well, no, I just know the stigma behind colors. Yeah. You wore blue and yeah. You wore a crip. You're getting your ass stomped. Like stomped. It's actually it's when I was thing. when I was in Scotland, you go to a pub and they say no no soccer colors because it's the same thing same in, in Glasgow. Yeah, what? in in Glasgow, the Rangers and the the Celtic are it's Catholic and Protestants, and they will beat the shit out of each other oh, just because you're wearing yeah. the wrong the wrong jersey. I was in um, South Korea uh, three weeks ago, and I got thrown out of the gym for having tattoos. They have a no tattoo policy. Yeah. They first they asked me to put on a. I wish I had a picture of it. They asked me to put on like this. Uh, like skin diving like shirts <laughs> yeah i'm like have you ever seen a, i'm like twice three times the size of any korean yeah. i've ever met <laughs> and so they give me this shirt it's like up to my belly it like comes half of my arm and the best part was they still in their gyms first of all they're super active yeah their gym in the hotel was literally bigger than any gym i've seen here like bigger than good life and and everybody is using it but you have to wear their uniform you have to wear the whole kit when you go in but they still have those um Remember those Flintstones where you go on those machines oh, and you yeah, get yeah, rubbed yeah. out? Yeah. Like it was like uh, like you get worked out or you're supposed to work out with it. Yeah. I used it as a massager at the end. It yeah. was great. And you see this belly hanging out. And, it's like, <laughs> and I'm doing this whole little rub down, turning around. Everyone's looking at me and I'm like, screw it. Take my top off. I have the I tattoos. Yeah, you're not allowed in. So what, anyway. why is it? Is it just like the, I think it's they're trying to create it's the same idea that you just don't want to I think at one time maybe it was a really bad thing you know in Japan the Yakuza their yeah. their tattoo yeah. culture is is really fundamentally linked to yeah. And that's why the they do, like, they'll have just this part, like, visible, so they can still wear a shirt. Yeah. That's really interesting, because Japan has one of the most talented artists when it comes oh, to oh, yeah, tattoo artists, yeah. right? The guy that did mine studied under a guy that does it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're Some of the sick. Full, the full body pieces, I saw one that was back of the knees oh, to shoulders that was just <laughs> half of a woman's face, but the entire, like, back of the knees all sure the way up to the base going. of the neck. It was beautiful. Ugh. Cool. That's really cool. All right. Let's go back to the cannabis space. I'm going to go check my sushi. Oh, is it here? Uh, we, uh, we have... What's that? What did we... Skip the Dishes is delivering us lunch during the... Uh, during the, the show. All right. So back to the cannabis world. Lots of, a couple things have actually happened this past week in the, the cannabis world. I'm just going to go off on one rant before I give it over to Tyler to talk about the news. And that was my latest post on uh, Instagram. It seemed to get a lot of uh, a lot of comments, and that was the fact that uh, the cost of cannabis from a licensed producer, and I, I'm going to let Tyler talk about it a little bit as well, uh, is super super expensive, uh, and it's a problem because it excludes so many people from being able to get access to cannabis. They also came in, you know, the whole legalization was supposed to come out for to decrease the underworld right to get rid of the black market the gray markets and all these other markets but if you're selling your cannabis for anywhere over ten dollars which most of these lps are right now and ask and 
Speaking of Tyler yesterday, five grams at the end of the day after shipping all this shit, you're looking at a hundred bucks for five grams. Who the hell is going to go to a licensed producer? It just doesn't make sense. So I think there's something we need to uh, do about that. Uh, and when we start talking to Rory and to Naz about uh, cannabis in the uh, today's world and what's happening with sport and fitness, I know we're doing this show, The we're going to... Uh, elevated something or other can't remember the name um is doing a cannabis and fitness uh expo i'll be on a panel there maybe on the 24th of march uh march yeah and uh actually you would be great for to be on that panel i'm gonna tell them yeah i would love be to. excellent there's gonna be a lot of fitness folks involved um i usually don't do shows like that because unless they're massive like big it's just not worth like it's just too hard for me to get out yeah it'll be good but it's probably one of the first ones we've had specifically on sport i would love to, i would love to be involved yeah in i'm gonna talk to them and tell them about that i'm gonna let give this right. over to tyler because we're one mic short that's broken and naz needed her own <laughs> all right yes, coming I up did. in the news yeah, now Today, there was a big announcement from Namaste Technologies that they've entered into a share purchase agreement for 49% of the Calgary-based Chocolate Inc. organization. If you'd never heard of chocolate before, they're the largest bean-to-bar chocolate manufacturer in Canada. They have products in 25 stores already in Alberta, infused, non-infused, both of them. They're the only distributor in Canada that can get into the global market from bean to chocolate bar. So Namaste thinks this is a great opportunity for them to start creating infused chocolate bars and selling them over their Canamart platform online. And so far, they're trying to launch hopefully in April, depending on the laws currently that they're trying to pass on edibles for the rest of the country. But you can buy them in Alberta right now because it is legal. Namaste had some. <clears throat> Are all edibles legal in? No. no, not in Ontario. They're illegal. No, in Alberta. Uh, it's up to certain milligrams. Yes, hmm. you can buy them in store. Namaste had some issues for a little bit. There. Yeah, they they dropped the lawsuit on their old uh, CEO and they came to an agreement. Everything's moving oh, forward did. fine. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, everything's Honestly, moving forward fine. Okay. And for that 49%, they paid $1.5 million, which I thought was actually considered pretty That's low. Pretty reasonable. It's pretty low considering how big of a company chocolate is and how big they could be. You're looking a little pale. I am pale. He's I'm hungry. I ordered him sushi. starving. It's coming. I haven't ate today. I haven't ate since 8 o'clock yesterday. I ordered because he fast. said he was starving. Are you keto fasting? No. All right. No, I'm, I'm done with sure. the keto now. Okay. I did I it for like a month keto and a half. I tried keto last night. That didn't work. <laughs> what did you eat? Oh, Jesus. Okay. I work All right, I'll come on. Interrupting. <laughs> There's one more very big announcement that came out today. Um, Facebook is considering loosening the restrictions around cannabis. So Facebook has established an internal working group, is what they call it, to research global cannabis laws and how they're monitoring it online as well. So currently on the marketplace with Facebook, you can buy and sell all CBD products as long as there's no THC content in them. THC content is a, totally illegal to sell over Facebook currently, but with this new task force, they're looking into ways to sell medical cannabis, legal recreational cannabis, and promoting and advertising brick and mortar stores that are legal within the United States. <laughs> This is all coming up very, very quickly. They said that they're waiting for more laws to be put in, in like the federal their jurisdiction in the U.S., but currently they're working with every state that has it legalized already. 
which is big news. Okay, but let me ask, like, on that note, how are they going to monitor who's selling what on Facebook? Because people are the selling. The same thing selling it online here. Who's monitoring that? You give them your ID. It's the same thing. You're buying it online. Where do you buy your cannabis online? Huh? Med Tyler? Oh, we're talking about oh, LPs. Legal, legal uh, I'm it. just kidding. <laughs> so uh, it's, they're going to the call legal, them route, out. Yeah. legal route. So. How, what? They're going to become an LP? In the U.S., you don't have to do that. Oh, right. They're, oh, so it's an American thing. But how right come now. there's... So, but Facebook owns Instagram. Yes. They're still shutting down all the they're cannabis Instagrams. They're loosening their restrictions. On That's Instagram as well? All of them. They're hey, hey. Cannibalist, but check it also out. Also, in the article, it stated that their main concern is how the advertisements will be put forward to youth. So they need to disguise it sure. from youth is their main concern. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's what they're really looking Which into. Which youth should really be using Facebook Yeah, but... Right. I, I agree with that. It was nice when Facebook was only available to people in college. That's how it started. Well, that wasn't like... Late nineties? No, that was the early 2000s. Yeah, that was late nineties. No, it was early 2000s. Oh, when I was in high school, everyone was fighting to get a Facebook account because you in the early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, when I was in elementary school in the early two thousands, yeah. <laughs> I, I found the same problem. To it be was honest, a thing, but uh, now everyone's part of it. Can you imagine? And I don't have Facebook personally. No, you have Instagram. Thank you. Instagram yeah. for here. Yeah. Okay, actually, there's one other thing in the news. Huh? Ah, huh? yeah. Bob, Bob, Bob. Oh, that's it's, nice. It's not hung up yet, but it's happening. It's hung up in Burlington. We're doing uh, <laughs> cannabis cooking classes here at Synergy, run by this guy right here, Tyler. And of course, my amazing cooking skills. It's interesting, Tyler cooks. Do you cook? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you work? <laughs> we can keep well, doing banter, this. The banter is awesome. Uh, what's that? The banter is awesome. No, I don't cook. <laughs> Just pointing that out. I try. <laughs> okay, so that's happening. And quiet. <laughs> They are $25 per class, and I teach infusing butters, oils, tinctures, and making your own flour. And I do advanced classes with recipes. This month, we're doing Irish soda bread and Bailey's Irish cream cupcakes for St. Patrick's Day. There we go. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, I'm going to just tell you the story about Naz. Why don't you tell the story, Naz? And then I want to start with Rory. But what happened last night? Well, I worked in the hospital all day. True. And then I came home and worked for three more hours I was for Spinco. Okay. And then I decided... Granted, the day she works, right, this happened. Right, exactly, the day. And then I decided, hmm, I'm hungry and I don't want to eat... Like a huge, quick, carb-filled meal. So it's 10.30 10, 10, at night. I don't care. Night. There's no time for me not to eat. I, that's true. So then I, if you eat when you're hungry in that moment. I needed to And eat. I was, just came back from the gym. I Who had cares? a whole day. I was exhausted. Matter. So I was upstairs. I text him because, you know, we don't like to scream from downstairs. And I said, can you please make me some bacon? It's not kosher. Whatever. <laughs> So he comes downstairs and loses his mind. First... 10.30. She's no, sitting on her phone. No, 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 no. First, it wasn't even because of the time. First, it was because, well, why didn't you make the bacon? Well, because I asked you to make the bacon. I kind of want you to make me some bacon. Like, what's the big deal? There's no making bacon. You just lay out the bacon. And they put it in the and oven. I said, I, and I said, so sweetly, but I'm just asking you to do it for me. And I'm like... And then it turns to the time, because that didn't suffice. So then we go, <laughs> but it's 10.30 at night. 
You shouldn't be eating bacon at 10.30 at night. Fast forward two hours later, this kid goes into the fucking pantry and demolishes 117 grams of fat of pistachios in like... 93. In like three minutes. It was All I heard was crack, crunch, crack, crunch for like an hour. And I'm just staring at this kid eating pistachios, calculating all the calories, all the fat. Like you could have just had a few strips of bacon. Yeah, but the effort the involved with the bacon, I was exhausted. I already preheated the oven. I had worked all day. Same. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> did I not? Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, we can Lost. On. Okay. You did lose. I had a similar argument with my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, let's hear about it. <laughs> but you cook. Yeah, not that oh, night. Moving on. <laughs> not that night. He cooks for moving on. for me and she wouldn't. I cook every day. What was her excuse? Oh, she hadn't worked all day, A, and I hope she does not listen to this. <laughs> I got her if she is. I don't worry. So I went to the I had just gotten back from the gym and I wanted some food. I, right, I just, and I wanted to lay down. I hadn't been I left the house at seven AM and I got home at every 10 morning at night. in his car. Oh, stop. Has, has he told every you? Every morning. Okay. Avocado, it's true for the last egg, little bit. Okay. Onion. Yes. Thank you. Okay, let's always move on. does make me breakfast though. She does usually do that. Okay, let's I move on. <clears throat> All right. Different. <laughs> Sorry. Um, wonder who's. Well, anyway, I'm gonna just leave it yeah, there. Let's, let's just move on, okay? Now. Can we just move on? Peace. This peace, peace. Shake on it. Shake on it. Fine. Rory. You suck. Go on. I'm just kidding. What the hell? She had to get the last, the last word in there. Anyway. All right. We're gonna stop there. I will take it and move on. Rory. Yes. It's awesome having you back. We're going to skip Naz and go right on to Rory. It's okay. I'm happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the last time we had you on, we were talking about cannabis in the sporting world. First off, what's happening in your world? What's been in, happening with Parabellum? What's happening with the MMA? Yeah. I want to talk about, we'll talk about the Robbie Lawler fight, maybe. Awesome fight. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the ending sucked, but the the actual fight was was fantastic. Uh, lot's been happening for us. Uh, you know, we're building building the fight team. We're very very active, uh, fighting a lot. We've got a couple of guys fighting on the UFC coming up uh, in Ottawa. Mitch Gagnon has been off with injuries for a while. He was in the the top ten in the UFC, and now he's uh, they re-upped his contract, so he's coming back, which is which is awesome. I really want to see him be successful. So you've got um, top ten fighters out of. We're, Mitch. Mitch is the uh, the only guy that we've uh, we've gotten at that uh, at that level that we that we train that works with our with our uh, with our team. Um, a lot of the guys that come in and train with us will will be at that level, but I don't consider them our guys. That's they're just it's a small community and and we try to help everybody. Are out. they mostly local? Um, most of our guys are GTA. Uh, we have guys traveling from Barrie, London, cool. Toronto, all over uh, to to come to our pro sessions. Cool. Um, beyond that, I, uh, I started doing a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu show. Uh, it's like a fight night, but we just do grappling. It's a lot of fun. I don't have to sanction it because there's no fist fights, but uh, I treat it like an MMA night, so it's uh, good production value, uh, really exciting matches. Uh, it's, it's fun. When is that? 
When uh, the, we did we did one happen? February 9th. Yeah, we were at a what we were at somewhere. <clears throat> right. So I was I yeah. wanted to remember we were yeah. speaking about it. I was going to see if I could sponsor me. Yeah, I, I I wanted to you know I like what you do. I like yeah. uh, uh, we've talked about this lots. The I think I think narcotics are overrepresented in my sport in particular and I would love if as a group we moved more towards what you're advocating for. I I, I 100% agree. Uh, our next one's going to be June 21st. Uh, we're bringing a team from uh, Montreal to compete against the team from Toronto, which should be <gasps> Really, really neat. Yeah. So let me ask you a question on that. Uh, in the jiu-jitsu world, I know that Canada sort of came up with this thing maybe a year or two ago that they don't even include it in in sanctioned fights. What is yeah. what's the story there's, there's on been, that? There's been it's uh, there, there's been a bit of a pissing match between different uh, alphabet soup organizations that want to sanction <laughs> right. boxing MMA IFBB, yeah, exactly and it's and they're all they're all bureaucratic they're all frustrating they'll call the cops on each other and really? what ends up happening yeah that's happened at two or three tournaments that I, that I went to what happens at the end of the day is there's just fewer opportunities for for people to compete uh, to, to do the thing that they love Quebec right now has no jiu-jitsu whatsoever it's illegal uh, wow. th- because because of that because there's this competition ban um, but but all other forms boxing's okay boxing's allowed kick, but boxing boxing kickboxing MMA have a, a governing body like a unified governing body right. it's a provincial sport organization and jiu-jitsu doesn't in Canada or worldwide uh, that's this is just Canada, just Canada and it's actually province of province so <laughs> right. Ontario just kind of this year uh, made the OJA the Ontario Jiu-Jitsu Association their provincial sport organization see already saying this it's all know, these all these alphabets and it's all just bureaucracy it's right. it's really frustrating i'm already more involved with it than i want to be i would just like <laughs> right. to run of you don't have a choice though. You, you don't you're sort you don't. of screwed i get that so i'm just i'm trying to, to to fill a role where i can uh i can build this sport and give people opportunities to compete in a well-run show that gets them lots of good attention uh and maybe makes them feel like an elite level athlete because they are mm-hmm. elite level athletes so, but why is it though? I see. I mean, they. We certainly have provincials. We have local. Like, mm. I see these things happen all the time. There's mm-hmm. masters. There's world masters. Yep. Canadian masters. So, why is it that each province has a problem? Well, like, because is it, is it belting? Is it that there's no unified? There's no way unified. Of, there's no unified anything. It's so time you can to grade be, today. You could be the Ontario Nogi provincial champion right. for the OGA, or you could be the same thing for the OJA, and you might not have competed against the same people. To get that title, so right. it makes it it makes it meaningless because there isn't any unification. Gotcha. Uh, it's just it's it's frustrating. Uh, so I'm hoping that we're moving towards something a little bit more settled that I can that I can build on. You know, I was reading a study. <clears throat> this actually brings me to the to sport and cannabis. I was reading a study done by Harvard. It's basically just a survey where uh, they were looking at the abuse rate of alcohol and opioids amongst NFL players and amongst athletes in general. Seven out of ten. Yeah, are abusing one or the other. It's that doesn't surprise me in any way. I had, I had a conversation Are they with. Drug tested? Uh, no. Well, you can, but it's gone by the next morning. Yeah. And opioids are allowed; they're not a banned substance, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you punch you in the face when you're high, and you'd be like, oh. But I, I had that conversation <laughs> with with my dad. I think I think at, at a certain level, I think you probably say the same thing about football players as you do about fighters. I think those those guys are attracted to something that is destructive, right? They're they're, they're they tend to be addictive personalities by by the nature of what they do, and I think they have to be consumed by something. That's so and interesting. It, it is. I think I think fighting is something that you can stay mostly healthy and still 
scratch that destructive itch. Yeah. Where if you don't have that, I think guys are on a very slippery slope to opioids, alcohol, harder drugs, uh, depression. It is it is almost the only commonality I see between all the athletes that I that I work with. The need for destruction. Yeah. The first time I've heard that. Naz, you should be what a do you fighter. Do? What do you do with that? With that, I don't that, uh, that impulse. Destruction. Just you. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm, I, I deal with that a bit myself. I tore my tricep tendon um, in September, so I've been. Oh, I I've, see that. Yeah, I've been on the shelf now for six months. That's the longest I've gone without training since I was 13. Do you feel uh, the need to destruct? I'm, I, yeah. Yeah, and it's something I it, 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 I had no idea how much of my emotion was managed by by fighting wow. by by being by not just fighting somebody but by being hit and by by having that danger it, it it's it's how I control all the intensity in my in my personality and when I don't have that it's it's been rough it's been a rough six months right um, you have to kind of find yourself without being defined as a fighter yeah. Yeah, and and to legitimately control myself, like not to, uh, I'm not an angry guy. I mean, you guys have known me for years. I'm sure you've never seen me even annoyed. No, you're always uh, a smile, always smiley, the yeah. but the, 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 the truth is that is that is because I have a lot of outlets. If I if I don't do that, I am I right. do have I do have some some anger uh, issues. So that's been that's been tricky. Is there anything else that you've like supplemented it with that kind of fills that? You know, not not in a. So the question was: spinning. Is there anything else that? That that supplements that. Actually, I'm gonna. I want to talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's been tough. Uh, you know, diving deeply into things like like reading that I, that I find interesting. You read There's, a lot. I do, I do, and that that helps. Uh, the project, but putting together that that uh, grappling competition I was telling you about was was something that I could dive into as a project. Uh, it builds the business. It's fun, uh, and it gives me at least my my mental outlet. How was it? Was it the first one must have been successful? It was fantastic. It's, we sold out about a week ahead of time. Wow. Uh, and the community is so cool. It's very different than what you would see at an MMA event. MMA event, you get half the crowd is like us. They right. like fights. Uh, they want to see good uh, uh, athletes. Yeah. The other half is there to see blood and brain damage. Right. And, uh, and they're drinking, getting and drunk. They, and they, they watch of... fights, so they think that they can then fight. Right. Like it's just an, It tends to be an ugly the crowd. The psychology of those who can't and watch it's like the same psychology as those who wear jerseys like with people's names on yeah. the back of them right it's, it's a bit of a it, fantasy it's a fan they live in fantasy world and then they try to fight and and it's, they cause destruction and it's funny so i, I teach uh, i go into high schools and I teach martial arts it's one one of the the things that we do with the gym and i give the kids an opportunity to to spar not to fist fight but to but to grapple and there's always three or four kids that won't do it but will stand on the outside and and cheer and uh, and yell and, and and ramp people up and I always sit to them and say, don't, don't be that person, right? Either get in there and do it for real yeah. or sit respectfully and be quiet, uh, but don't be the type of person that gets excited by violence but isn't willing to participate. That's the worst type of personality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I agree I with agree. that a little bit. Yeah. On the flip side, we have our other athlete who's a super inspiration to many people who was here last week. Uh, talking about her journey from um, from being unhealthy to losing 130 pounds. I don't know if you knew that about I, Naz. I had no idea. Yeah. I met you at a yoga studio where yeah. you looked very much like you look right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is extremely fit. You used yeah, to wear tights thanks. to that. Remember that? Was that? Wearing, wearing tights. You were wearing like a rash guard. I wear tights everywhere tights. I go. Yeah. I, love it. I, I was like borderline today. I got yeah. sweet <laughs> octopus tights. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Love them. So Naz, Naz uh, I mean, if you listen to last week's very inspirational um, and this is one of the things I like. She super inspires me. Um, 
she lost 130 pounds over five years and we three and a half yeah. okay three and a half years yeah so it's she's not competitive <laughs> i can tell she's not competitive at all mm -hmm. i think you need to have a competitive personality to do some of these things yeah and that's not necessarily a bad thing to know that you're competitive and just use it in a way that's positive positive and productive versus i'm going to go and create destruction and mm -hmm. not know what i'm you doing so against you. yourself right, right. You, absolutely uh, the former versions of yourself yeah, Agreed. I, I'm, I have never competed in anything that's like I've enrolled in, like our team sports. I just do it for myself. So on the flip side of of uh, of fighting, right? There's other side to fitness now, right? And that's where the meditative side. The meditative because Naz, by the way, is a second degree first. black belt. Okay, last, I always say second, fuck third, third whatever. Second. She's a second first. degree, first degree black belt in um, in Taekwondo. Good for you. She yeah. uh, she's been to Korea before me. She when she was training for the Olympics back in. Oh, how old are you, huh? Let's talk about. No! Don't throw me under the bus. Okay. Um, no, I have like arsenal beside. But no longer uh, doing that, and instead, what are you doing now? Tell us what's happening in, in the world of Naz. Uh, Spinco Hamilton is basically the world of Naz. Have you heard of Spinco? I have. I, I follow you guys on yeah. uh, on Instagram. So uh, I found, Sp I was a big uh, indoor cycling ride to the beat of the music sort of rider at other establishments for years. And uh, I've always wanted to be a teacher in these, like an instructor in this sort of environment. And Oakville is the first studio that sort of set precedence west of Toronto. So I was like, okay, this is a perfect opportunity. So I did it. I fell in love with it and then realized we have to open it in Hamilton. So that's what we're doing now. But yeah, so I'm, I'm interested, like, I'm very interested in that you say like now this, cause I think, man, if that was taken away from me, what the hell would I do? Mm. But it's like feed the need of destruction is your meditation. Mm hmm Right. And I get that. I totally. You know, that was me when I used to do Shavasana, right? People would be like. Why aren't you sitting still? My meditation was is like fidgety. I, like, fi I feel like, at peace when I'm moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I wrote a, I wrote an article for a, for a paper in, in Hamilton exactly. that called "Fighting for Peace," um, and there's an idea in in Buddhism uh, that that samurai adopted that said that that is the most mindful that you will ever be because i've been to yoga classes where they say live in the moment don't attach uh, any emotion to to outcomes yeah if you are in a fist fight and you are doing anything other than living in that moment you are in imminent harm right uh, so sorry say that again if you're so true if you're not if you if you're in a fist fight if you're if you're in a fight and you're starting to think about what's going to happen an hour from now you are already you're done, you're, you're done. You're done. You're i done. know so it's a situation that forces you to be to be mindful present. forces you to be present and right. it's and it's something that i struggle with outside of that intensity so i the, the argument in the article was that as violent as it seems it is the most meditative thing that i do in my life either right. fight fighting fist fighting or, or jujitsu i agree because it's like with yeah. riding, riding is so loud and it's aggressive and like no one would ever think that would be meditative. But for me, it is. It's my outlet. Or when I'm trying to increase my weights on my deadlift, you know, mm -hmm. my trainer's like, if you don't think you can pick that bar up, you've already injured yourself if you try to. Like mm -hmm. that's, just don't, don't bother doing it. That's, it's totally that mindful space that you get yourself in, whether you're fighting. It's, I think it's just following your passion and, and doing something you love can be meditative. But something that requires a whole lot of concentration at one given time. Right. Some people are 
meditation is a passive way of doing that, perhaps. Per, but maybe it's not passive. Maybe there's an act of meditating. My brain doesn't shut off that way. Mm -mm. Some people's do. But I, you know, I think I finally, I'm, like, I, I'm, I just had a like one of those eureka kind of moments because. People say, why is it that I, and I love being on the top of a mountain, jumping out of a plane onto a thing, yeah. climbing down, whatever it is, Breaking doing all that bones. stuff. Right. Because you have, you, there's nothing else you can think about in that moment. Everything mm. else totally. turns off. Tunnel vision oh, is meditation. Oh, so good. I know. Do you, it's uh, so good. You, you, you're, you're a fairly smart guy, right? Like, I mean. No, I don't know. Nah, you, I don't know. She's sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we get a couple like, of different opinions. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, but I, I was reading an idea the, the other day about, about hyper-intelligent people like above above average and they and okay. they, it creates something called a hyper brain where where your brain is constantly churning at a rate that 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 prevents you from kind of kind of relaxing and i it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's kind of the 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 category that you fall into with the amount of work that you do the amount of things that you do to keep busy i almost feel like you're trying to stay ahead of that uh, that situation yeah well the brain doesn't shut off it just keeps on going it's always rolling i just think it's like the attention part but i always go back to gabor mate who talks about uh the, talks about the trauma of somehow some weird subconscious childhood trauma has led us towards all of our problems that we have 100%. today. So I don't know. I, it's one or the other. Either I've got this really. <laughs> but the truth is, I was born with a. Uh, I was born um, with my umbilical cord wrapped around my neck, and yeah. I came out breached. Like so I was smalls. like upside down, hanging yeah. basically. And uh, so I had an anoxic brain injury at birth. Shocking. <laughs> so you know since that time it's been all messed up but i i do have um a hyperactive brain it's possible i mean i think it's totally possible uh but i, I really like the idea whether you're fighting or in a class because i find that in a class it's, it's that same it, right so naz is a savage instructor by the way there was somebody here I, you know the guy that was lying down in your class you may have had a couple days ago oh, yeah, i don't remember his name we can't talk about how we've in, seen him in spin or yoga in yoga Okay. So I met that guy, okay. and he was kind of, he came up to me and said, uh, he said, you know, I took this yoga class, fucking it. I'm like, was her name Naz? That's all I said. He's like, how do you even know where I was taking this class? I go, ah, I'm married to her. He's like, oh, I was, you know, I wondered how, what happens in the home of that person. <laughs> I'm like, ah. It's really good, you person. Like it's really good. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it was funny. And he's like, I don't know why it has an I next to it. There's no I. It needs to be A. Uh, I guess they put intermediate oh, or, uh, oh. like on, on the yeah. website or whatever. It's like A plus yeah. going to one of her intense <laughs> classes. But when I did yoga, I, f I found that I uh, if I went to one of those like breathe, relax, restore classes, it was that's not doing anything for yeah. me. If right. I went to a class that was really, really challenging, yeah. then in the last third of that class, I could actually... Unwind. Yeah, and it's like I earned, it, I earned it a yes. little bit, right? Yes, I'm the same um, way. So I, that, I, that's actually very much what I, what I would uh, look for. So yeah. how would you, you know, we had, you guys started off a conversation um, talking about yeah. how, like, we can go into, into, into lots of details on fighting and, and all the stuff that you're doing now, but the point of the point of this of the of the last couple weeks is how do we get people started there's mm -hmm. got to be a future you've got top 10 mma fighters you've got fighters who are their pro you got people yeah, you that a professional got, gym that and this goes for go both to. of you yeah mm -hmm. this goes for both of you how would somebody who's who who finds this stuff interesting doesn't want to just sit on the couch and put the name on their back yep how do they start 
Yeah. Where does somebody? I mean, I, and they're not eight years old anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. I started martial arts. We've right, uh, and they have zero a, experience. And they have zero. zero experience. We spoke about you know, it's a small martial art. We when we met a few years ago, we already knew a half a dozen half the same people. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's a small martial art world it when really it comes is. down to it. But and so when you're eight years old, sure, you you just put somebody into a little karate class. But the intimidation factor, the I think you become more guarded and blurred the older you get. So how does so somebody how do break who that? wants to make a change and promote health and wellness move towards those things where do they start how do we get some somebody i did a post your post and nobody really looked at it because it had a it wasn't like a picture and people seem to like pictures versus words for some reason on instagram um i put all the points on are you happy i did all that stuff but where how do you make now they're ready to change where how does somebody just show up well, you know, I, one of the things that, that I said to, said to Naz in that uh, initial conversation is that Hoist Gracie, the first UFC champion, said that the hardest part about getting your black belt is that first step, is walking into the gym for the for the first time. I, I agree. That is intimidating. You don't know what to expect. Uh, my advice would be to, to, to jump into it. Do, do a little bit of research. Find a, find the, the type of martial art that you, that you want to do, uh, and then just start. Uh, things will iron themselves out as you, as you go, and you'll start to recognize, certainly at, at my gym and most of the gyms that I I've ever been to, you're not walking into an environment with a bunch of, of thugs, right? You're walking into an environment with a community of people that support each other, that all have the same goals. We're all pushing in the same direction for the same thing. No matter it's, what level you are. And I remember my first class. I remember, shit, at this point, 16 years ago, parking in the Jocelyn's uh, parking lot here in Hamilton oh my with God. my hand shaking, thinking like, what am I doing? Like, why the hell am I doing this? And I was coming from a, a wrestling background. I was already a national champion in wrestling, but the idea of going in and getting the shit kicked out of me by these, these killers yeah. was, was nauseating. Then I went in, and some of the guys that I met at that first class still train at my gym. Uh, I'm still very, very good friends with. Like, it really is a, a, an awesome community. So, right, because you were a national wrestling champ. And what... But still, even at see that's but but you still had a background even yep. as even as a wrestler. Yep. You're, you know, it's still so, intimidating. So if, what about you? Well, I just have another oh, question sorry, for another, Rory. Another so if thing. I walked in and say I didn't want to fight and I just wanted to condition as yep. a fighter, could I do that? So what what I do as a, as a coach and what, what all the coaches at, at Parabellum do is we treat everybody that walks into the gym like they're going to fight. Oh, uh, cool. And the reason the reason we do that is we don't we don't teach bullshit. I won't. I will not advocate for something in any fight yeah. that I think will get you hurt. And that means if you're a 75 year old grandmother in your first class, I will teach you to keep your hands up. <laughs> I will teach you to throw punches as correctly as you are as you are able. Right. Um, what I would suggest that might make that that initial class easier if you come with a, a friend that's at the same skill level. That takes a lot of the anxiety out of this out of the situation because you know if if you screw up, you can both laugh about it uh, and you're not impacting somebody else's training session because that's one of the things that causes the most amount of anxiety. It's like, well, you know, Ira's been here for years. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin his session because I don't know how to hold pads or I can't figure out this this arm bar. If you bring somebody to the same level, you're both there. That's right? actually a really good. And again, that's a. By the way, all this noise is because uh, we ordered the, sushi. They ordered sushi <laughs> while uh, we were. How doing many this people thing. to a class? Hold on a second. I still have a. I still have. I'm a, trying to decide when I'm going. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So day day classes tend to be small. We'd have five to ten people okay. uh, evening classes variable i'd say on the small side 15 to 20 one coach uh we try to keep a coaching ratio of one coach to 10 to 15 people so okay. if we get a huge class i'll have one of the senior students i'll pull them out of the class and have them help because 
it's hard when you see when I when I, when I only see ten percent of the work that you do in a class. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get you any of the information that, that you need. Okay. Um, so you offer privates too. And stuff. We offer privates as well. Yeah. And that can be a good that can be a good way to, to start. Although for the average person, that can be a that can be a pricey way to to start. Right. Uh, I would always advocate for starting with classes, and then when you get a sense of what that's like, if you want more specialized attention, then, then privates are, are a good option. Cool. So. Yeah, that brings us to like actually I think the best point one of the best points there was the idea of bring a friend mm. so yeah you have you have somebody that can uh, look the food is coming out you have somebody that can um, that can be there when to laugh with you yeah it's always laughter is always really important uh, I even even when you're fighting in like and it's a I, I this is what always happened to me. Even when it was a big fight or there was a big match coming up, even when I was wrestling, laughter was what always got me through it. Mm. Uh, even you know if I was oh, fuck that hurt, <laughs> yeah, you know, and you're like ah God, and and somehow that got me through it. I was never super intense. I've never been a super intense person. I always found that sort of laughing helped me a lot more than being intense. Yeah, I think that's I, rare. What's that? That's rare. You know what though? It's it's funny when you're backstage before a fight. You know, you have this idea that there's going to be like a fighter in the corner with his was hood up. Hood up. That yeah. happens, but that is way more common. You have this black gallows humor backstage that everybody's laughing, and we're all like, "This is fucked up." Like we're going to go <laughs> fight somebody <laughs> yeah. for money in yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. So what else can you do, right? Yeah. Uh, other other than laugh. So that's actually it's funny. That is something the best guys to work with in terms of of coaches and colleagues when we're when we're working with fighters are the guys that can do that somebody that can crack a joke at the right time make a fighter laugh and then kind of dial them back in right that's the best best mind frame for a fight mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean that's what i find that with anything i do I, I i find that putting a little humor into it taking oh you can't hear me damn it we thought this would work. would work all right we tried we'll have all our mics when you're training week. a fighter what's well, more important to she Naz it really is like, her show Naz, <laughs> it's her show Naz i love show. it taking it over um to protect themselves or to fight? What do you focus on more? Like how to not die or how to kill someone? We always start with how to not die. Um, but as, if, I, as I said, if you, if you, only, if you only protect yourself, you are never, you are never thinking offensively. That's right. O- offense in a fight is inherently dangerous. The most exposed you ever are That's is nice. as you're punching. So yeah, you, you know, we'll teach you to keep your hands up, but if you never throw a punch, you will lose every single fight that you ever have. Right. There's a, there's a, there's a system of fighting. I can't remember what it's called. Ah, oh, geez, where the I, oh, I wish I could remember it right now. Uh, it's just one of these like, um, uh, like combat. You know, a whole bunch of these combat things or systems are coming up. But it was actually a smart combat system. It's It was all about, you, you've got to move. If you are not moving forward, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You have to move forward. You have to attack. You have to attack. There's no option. Right. Survival, if you're just sitting back trying to defend yourself, at one point, you're just going to die. Yep. It's just what's going to happen. If you don't attack, your chances are zero. Like, I love, I, love uh, I quote uh, General uh, George Patton. Yeah. Uh, so he captured more enemy territory than any other Un- United States general in history. He said, there is no retreat. There's only attack, 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 attack some more. Right? The, uh, uh, nobody has ever Unless you can run away. But even If then, running even, away even, is an option, even, if you can run away, running away is an option. If running is, away is not an option, you do not sit and defend yourself. If you sit and defend yourself against, there's no option... There's no option to attack. If you can run and escape, 
yeah, to survive. And option. I, I don't, I don't. If disagree. it's not an option, you have to attack. But there's also, you guys there's also see the guy who killed the cougar in Colorado. No, guy. yeah, yeah. jujitsu guy choked him out. Choked, no. choked the cougar to death. Foot over the neck, but he, he had his arm locked and he couldn't get it out of the mouth of the cat. So somehow he maneuvered and pinned his leg on its neck really? and killed it. Yeah, it's bad. That's insane. insane. He handled a legitimate fucking cat like that. Oh, yeah. it was nuts. It's, it's badass. It is a crazy. You don't have a choice. Try taking a, on a hence a cougar. The 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 running away idea. So that's 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 okay. a great example. You try to run away from a cougar, it's going to run you down and kill you. Yeah. Right? right. And then yeah. there's also the idea that that what what battle are you choosing to fight? So I read a book when I was a kid that I loved. It's called Ender's Game. They made it into a movie. Don't watch the movie. It sucks. Read the book. <laughs> I remember that. But in the, in the in movie. the book they taught they they put this kid in a position where he always has to defend himself and he always has to know that nobody will come help him. So he eventually gets to the point where where he says, "I know, I know, I know, an adult is gonna is gonna let me get beat up, so I'm gonna solve this problem myself." And he solves that problem one time, and then it never ever happens again. So running away sometimes, I think, uh, just draws out what what is going to be uncomfortable and hurtful and, and, and damaging to you where if you're willing to uh, bite down on your mouth guard right now and fight that will solve more problems long term that's something i've shifted in my own view as a as a as a as a martial arts it doesn't coach. just have to be martial we're not talking physical fights either that book. it was that the uh, that exact thing you just said Really? That book, everything. He's in Force Griffin's first book. He's a, I, 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 like, I actually had the opportunity to train with him in, uh, in Vegas. Really down-to-earth guy for somebody that's been famous in that sport since... He's been famous in the sport for 20 he years. Day one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first Ultimate Fighter, right? Yep, he was. Him and Steph... He does. So I love this story. So the, uh, Dana White gave Chuck Liddell, Matt Hughes, and Force Griffin a job. He showed up. They, they, they took that as a gift. He showed up. And, and actually started working. So he's the only one that still works for them. So, Naz, can you sit? We're not done with you. I'm just, oh, that's so kind. That's so nice. Let's just bring out the food while we're all sitting here anyway. Fantastic. Um, while we're getting all the food prepared, uh, and thank Naz, thank you for doing that. I actually wanted your opinion on, on how to get somebody into your class for the first time. But if you want to do that, and we'll come back to your question in a second. Do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah, finish that up. Yeah, yeah, sure. So while we're waiting, and that's happening, what's up with the Robbie Lawler fight? What would you think about the end? Thanks. It's, um, yes. it's unfortunate. It's a really unfortunate end. And the, the truth is, did you watch the fight live? No. I watched the fight live yes. by myself, and I was 100% sure he was unconscious. You should bring it to right? I was At the angle that I saw where he dropped his arm, I was, say, I was saying out loud by myself, he's out, he's out. And then they stop it, and... It sucks. But he, he and he says why but I mean he was a man of, like he, he was He's, he seemed to be like a pro about it. He's had he's had forty fights. He's right. been in the industry for, right. for years. Right. Is it still on? Yeah. You know, one of one of the things that, that I've I've actually I've actually gotten into a into a shouting match with a with a referee in a fight that we won. Uh, because I didn't think he did a good enough job defending the guy that we were fighting. And I said, yeah. okay, so we won this fight this time, but what if that was the other way around? What if my guy's the one on the bottom getting getting the shit kicked out of him and you let him eat 50 unanswered, unnecessary punches? I right. was furious. Right. Um, it's, hard so to, it's hard to know, right? Erring on the side of protecting the athlete should always be the ref's job, and Herb Dean... Did that? He aired on the side. I think he did the right. Thing. I think he did the right thing too. As much as I wanted to see that fight play out, as much as I think Ben Askren's a dickhead, and I would love to see Robbie so? Lawler. Yeah. Okay. He's a dickhead. Uh, he's an extraordinarily talented athlete. I think there's a place for heels in the sport, but I don't like him. Right. I certainly didn't want to see him win that fight. Okay. Um, but I mean, 
Floyd Seems Mayweather like made a really career. Nobody really wanted to. Thank you. But you know, Floyd Mayweather made an entire career off people paying money to hopefully watch him lose. Right. That's so true. it's yeah. not stupid. Um, but man, I thought I thought Astron was out too. And the first uh, he uh, Lawler power bombed him and then started lacing. Seems him. like he got killed throughout Ooh. the entire match right till the last moment. Killed is he he ate he ate a lot of shots. Uh, yeah, but he's also he's been fighting. Yeah. Tomato cans for. <laughs> Has he though? He's he hasn't fought somebody at Lawler's. You're right. Quality like he's. And he and that's what he's gonna. That's why it's so did interesting. He come, where did he come from? Pride? No. No one. One. one that's FC. it. Not pride. And they right. actually. So what they did? Dana White came out and was like, "I will never hire this jackass for any why? reason." Why? Yeah. Why did he say that? Uh, Dana think? White. I was just reading some articles. Dana White gets butthurt. I don't know. Like yeah. I said, I have a hard time staying up to date with all the drama that's going on in the in the fight world but what they ended up doing was uh they did a, a fighter exchange so they actually traded uh some some ufc fighters so for instance uh, demetrius johnson who was one of the most dominant ufc champions ever but he fought at 125 pounds so nobody really cared they sent him to one fc and now he's going to get to fight a bunch of people at 125 because right. in asia that's a that's a big, that's a big weight class weight. that's yeah. that's that's Makes represented sense. well get that on so nas yeah. Before you stick that in your mouth. <laughs> or she just can't. You see what I'm saying? She just had to stick that in her mouth. It just, like, doesn't matter. Very I'm here. All right, so tell me. How does somebody start? So fighting is super intimidating, but I've also gone to, but but funny enough, less intimidating for, like, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I've trained a ton of different martial arts, but I never actually trained, like, let's say, jiu-jitsu proper until I went to Ouroboros. Mm. And, uh, um, sure, I, I wrestled. I did all that stuff. And, I, you know, I did a lot. I do a lot of stand-up fighting. Never did very much... Um, grappling? Grappling. In terms of, like, uh, submission grappling. Uh, the jiu-jitsu type stuff. So, but it wasn't intimidating for me to go in there. Because I come from, I've come from different fighting styles, and right. I just, you know, as long as you're willing to learn and you come in soft, you're sort of, you're going to be okay, mm. yeah. you know? Uh, you, you, you have to throw your ego aside in that. But then you put me in that spin class, my first spin class, where it's all ego because I could do cardio or whatever it is. <laughs> I felt like a dumb fool, and I was intimidated to walk in seeing these people that look like they knew what they were doing. So how does one... I was more intimidated going I would be, into that. I would be too. I would be so I would I really intimidated. Just case in point with whatever you're not good at in your mind, you're going to put a block mm-hmm. up against, yeah. right? Like I'm, I'm not an elite spinner, therefore I'm not going to go learn how to do that, which is counterproductive, right? Like I'm not a great martial artist or a great fighter, so... I mean, I am, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not what I train in. So I'm not going to walk in there confident because, well, that would be my ego standing up for me and saying, don't do it. Cause you're not going to be the best at it. Um, what? The best. You know, it's funny. That makes me think I, I watched, uh, um, it's true. Um, I actually heard this on a rap track, if you can believe it, but they quoted Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, and I love, I love the, the quote. He said, Growth is, is always uncomfortable. Yeah. Because if it wasn't uncomfortable, it wouldn't be growth. You wouldn't it, wouldn't grow. be, it wouldn't be something new, right? Right. Yeah. So you immediately put a block and say, I'm not doing it because I'm not going to be the best at it. But as far as my spin classes and yoga classes go, you know, you've heard me say it. I don't care. You can do whatever you right. want. Just sit there and watch because it is a fucking experience. Like, it is a journey. You can do the Macarena if you want. I don't give a fuck. Just come and sit in the room <laughs> until you're ready to do what you want to do. You've right. You've yeah. heard me say that to multiple people. Yeah, no. And as soon as that, you actually, take it, that's like, I, if Rory said to me, 
Uh, you don't have to do anything. You could, but that's not that's not what happens there. But that's what happens in my room, right? Like, but it's not necessary. No. So I, it is what I walk in into. You, I come into your spin class. I would just spin my heels. Just turn your legs. Right. Who cares? Just turn, walk. Right. So you don't care if somebody knows what they're doing or not what they're doing. No. How does somebody first start? It's an intimidating environment. What would you tell somebody? It's just what he said, to, right? The hardest thing is to walk through the door, mm-hmm. right? The hardest oh, thing is to just book the bike and come through the door. Let me do the rest. Just trust me. You do. You speak to every person. So this yes. is what I told. This is something super unique to Naz that I don't see. At first, she has an amazing memory. So she remembers literally every single point of every moment. She remembers names very well. That's so huge. she, she meets huge. you for five. And I remember nobody's name. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, bud, what's up? You know, yeah. but she'll, she'll literally stand at the front of each class be downstairs being like hi so and so hi so and so they'll be like what you came to my class six weeks ago just once or I or I saw that you signed up and I know this is you because no she like literally will spend hours just sort of making sure everybody is comfortable most people don't do that I get it and my it, but, sole but thing but when I start is trust me just trust me once yeah. and I promise you'll trust yourself like just trust me once, one fucking time, and I promise you, you'll swear trust yourself. <laughs> you swear more than I do. I know. My lips are really chapped. They're so chapped. They're like I, red. I know. It's, I'm wearing lipstick today. Pretty. Yeah. Lip chap. I like it. So, because somebody wants to come into the class. Yeah. You just just show up. Just, just show, show up. up. I think that's up. like the just show that's up. That's how it is just, with everything. It is. It is. Just, just gotta show up. It's Who cares? Ninety percent of success. Yeah. Is just being there. And showing up. Just and showing one, up. One of the other things, and I don't, I don't want to speak for Naz, but but I think I okay. think sometimes people walk in and think, you know, God, the this instructor thinks I'm a I'm a pussy or thinks I'm out of shape. Th- I feel yeah. like that. That sometimes is, too. I I have dealt with yeah. every spectrum of athlete, and I will tell you 100. Nobody walks into my gym for the first time and does this well. Nobody. It, mm-hmm. it just doesn't. It's like swinging right. a golf club for mm-hmm. the first time yeah. and hitting a 400-yard drive. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You have to have some specialized knowledge, and that takes all the judgment out of it for me. If you show up, you pay attention, and you work hard, you have 100% of my attention, uh, and that's and that's the best you can hope for, totally. right? Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's actually a really good point, and most of it is in our heads. Most of it is the, what are they going to think of me? Uh, it's the other people who are staring yes. at me. Mm. It's uh, do I am I gonna am and I? Remember last week we talked about the story you're creating, right? Yeah. Like the, it yeah. has it's, it's an it's, imaginative it's a fiction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a fictional story that you've created with an outcome, with a result, everything in like 3.5 seconds when it's not even true. Right. Right. It's the sitting in the car, hands trembling. Am I gonna go in and look like a, a fool? You will. I mean, it's also acceptance of you're going to. Yeah, but who cares? Are all going yeah. to happen. Even if you do think about it, ninety nine percent of the people that judge you don't know one percent about you. Yeah. Yeah. Think of it that way. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Say that again. Ninety nine percent of the people that judge you don't know one percent so about true. you. So what are they to say to right. judge you? You know. I, I put on all these quotes. Uh, these quotes are amazing. I want to write that down. That's one of my favorites. 99% of people the who judge you people who judge you don't know 1% about you. If you know where you got it, just take credit for it. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure I thought that up. <laughs> I, yeah, I, would, I think I'm going to just use it. As, I think I just said it. Yeah. Don't know, 1%, don't know 1% about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived in fear for years, a fear of not doing something because of how I would be perceived, and that was my biggest regret. Like, I won't be able to get that time back, but for damn sure I won't do it anymore. Actually, that's really helpful. It's all really helpful. I think that 99% of people who judge you don't know 1% about you. Mm -hmm. 
That's another moment. That's a huge moment. That's so true because I've gone through everything that I've been through, whether it's fighting or not fighting or coming to class, but entire life is being judged mm. constantly because I'm yeah. in the spotlight, because of all the things that I do. And most of the people that, you know, and every, and with, with you know, Naz went through this last week. I told you about that as well, and we spoke about it a little bit. If everybody loves you, there's a problem. You're doing yeah. something yeah. wrong. Winston Churchill with, said that if you, uh, if you have an enemy, that's a good start because it shows that you stood up for something. That's right. Mm -hmm. So... And and so I've got a lot of people that dislike me, and uh, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine I got, that. <laughs> can't imagine that. Yeah, um, and it starts off with uh, it starts off with colleagues, and you just sort of want to be you, and, and sometimes you strive for them to want to like you, and you do all these fucking things to get them. Why is this person just not liking me, yeah. no matter what I'm doing? But they also know less than one percent of you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're judging you based on their own perception, right? And that's the truth about most of these things. So, I mean, I, I love all that stuff. By the way, guys, you know what time it is? 4.20? It is and literally 4.20. people hate you... Hold on. Oh, here. Oh, Tyler's, <laughs> Tyler's pink. Tyler's if, pink again. If people, do, if people do hate you, all you can do is kill them with kindness. And eventually, yeah. it does kind of sort yeah. itself out. What's that, Naz? Just kill them. Just kidding. Yeah, one or the other. Fight, fighting solves everything. It really, yeah. it really it does. does. You just beat the shit out of them as well. Just so it, it's I got a lot of trouble for that in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> my, like, my whole life. Um... I think this has been been really, uh, uh, really. I mean, there's so many enlightening things and similarities. Even though you know somebody's fighting with fists and whatever, and and feet and hands and and brain because it's a huge brain game, and uh, and or somebody's pedaling on a bike or sitting in a class. There's so many commonalities. And for the people that listen, and for our patients in particular, the most difficult thing is getting started. Yeah. And where do you start? And uh, the hardest thing is walking in. And after that, it just, I guess, like you said, it just becomes... It's inertia. It, it, it just, it's inertia. Exactly. Yeah. I think the, like, the fighting mechanism and the, and the medium is different, but the internal battle is the same, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, well, we didn't even talk about cannabis and sport, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we never Go seem to get longer. around it. What's that? It's my show. Go longer. No. <laughs> Can you spend <laughs> It's my show. Go longer. Okay, let's just talk about one last thing. Because I mean, we're eating anyways. Mm. Who's got? And you got food when I'm here. Right. Okay. And you got food. Great. You know, this sounds like uh, <laughs> Sam Aziz and me and, and the other doc that works in the clinic. He's always bringing in food, and I come in, and they're like, "Well, where's our coffee and our donuts and our?" Food? I'm like, "I'm trying to be healthy." Yeah. So uh, you know, I brought so you, you guys, air. Yeah, you guys don't get anything. You get nothing yeah. today. Nothing's good enough for you. Intermittent so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Five hours. Let's do it. Um, cannabis and sport. Um, since last time has, I mean, the NHL has uh, jumped on the bandwagon. We see that happening. They signed with Canopy, but uh, it's mostly for... Um, Post-concussion research. They're, yeah, they're doing concussion research. Cannabis and concussion is, is really important. Specifically CBD around and um, long-chain fatty acids around uh around uh neural protection and stuff but like we said there's you know seven out of ten people are addicted to to in 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 mma and nfl and football are addicted or abusing either alcohol or opioids where do you think the uh what's happening in the mma what are you noticing 
Well, you know, I, I, I we spoke off off air about yeah. uh, my friend Elias, who's uh, who's in the UFC. He's get him on. Yeah, I, I think that'd be be fantastic. He's really pushing to to end the stigma associated with with cannabis. Uh, he wants to be uh, the first. Uh, MMA athlete, UFC athlete that gets a uh, an exemption for for cannabis with with USADA, um, because as of right now, I don't think uh, well, USADA's fine with CBD. Yes, but he he's looking for THC. for THC, and and he's and and to his credit, he is using his platform for something that that he's uh, he's passionate about. I think I think you guys have a, have a lot to talk about, but it is uh, everybody in this sport is aware that 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 opiates and and, and alcohol are, are a problem, and I think once you get over the idea that that, that cannabis isn't just to to. Get high, get high, and have fun. Uh, then it becomes a lot more prevalent. Even at, at, at my own gym, um, you know, I've I've always enjoyed cannabis for my yeah. own reasons. Yeah, sure. uh, my business partners, Lucas and Lyndon, aren't aren't into it uh, as much, but they have started using. Maybe calm him down a little. Bit. Well, they they've started uh, using oh, really? CBD and 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 uh, and pot as a way to to deal with some of those issues. Because both those guys. Uh, you know, I'm a jiu-jitsu coach, which is pretty easy on my body. Those guys are striking coaches, so they're getting punched and kicked daily by professional fighters wow. hundreds of times. It it's, yeah. puts a major toll on the body. So they're, they're, they've started using that as a, as a way to manage pain, and they are, I, 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 it works. Well, I mean, it's, it's super important for uh, our own body produces the stuff, as we know, and anandamide in particular is um, it's a you know we talk about the receptors that cannabis binds to CB1, CB2 receptors. We've heard all of these things, uh, and one being in the brain. But the truth is, we have a lot of these receptors that are located in our musculoskeletal system, specifically around bone. And anandamide is important. It's a partial agonist, which means it it attacks and causes its action on like an agonist in anything uh, on the CB1 receptor. Um, and it's super. It's actually important for bone growth, bone re bone resorption. So like it helps reuptake bone and helps bone formation. And uh, specifically, yeah. So like uh, around things like fractures and around mm -hmm. bone growth and development, and also for collagen formation. So things like after post workout. You know, we talk a lot about the relaxation that that CBD causes, muscle relaxation, the anti-inflammatory parts. But the truth is, it also helps rebuild. So on that side, you've got CBD, but then you have anandamide, which is actually the bliss molecule. That's what it translates to. Um, that helps lay down collagen. So if you when you break down muscle, you have to rebuild it. You actually need the pro-inflammatory process mm. when you break down muscle, because otherwise you're not going to grow again. It's not going to heal. You need healing. Healing is pro-inflammation. All those like. Um, Substance, substances go to those one to those areas or that are broken down. For example, after a fight or after a break or after a tear, you need the pro-inflammatory process. You want to minimize it a little bit, but you still right. Well, yeah. that's that looks that doesn't look good. What do you mean? I mean, from, like a medic, like from like a medical standpoint, <laughs> yeah. look good. That's, that's, I don't like you know, hearing it's that. It's, it looks like bursitis from here. Uh, it's, but so it's, yeah, it's my, your he, the the surgeon. You might know him, a doctor Venkateshwaran. Yeah, uh, of course. Dude, of course, yeah, you of went course. to Vic. Vic's a good buddy. Of mine. He yeah, did that my makes knees. sense. Okay, yeah, he, he does said, a lot of you know, pro guys. With, with the, yeah, yeah. the tie cats as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I actually just saw him yesterday, and I asked the same thing because I'm like, listen, this is Vic is amazing surgeon. Love the guy too. He's he was awesome. Really easy to deal. Your hometown, Georgetown. That's where I went for... for Vikram uh, Venkatashawarthan. 
Is that he said? I would call him Venkateshwaran. I had to practice that. Like, I could be totally wrong. Okay, I hope I hope you are because I like. Call him Doctor Vic. Yeah, Doctor. I just I called him Vikram thirty seconds after meeting him because that's way easier. That's what I call him Vic too. What is it? Is it Venkateshwaran? Maybe it is Venkateshwaran. I don't know. But he's he's awesome. Vic is awesome. He's awesome. But he told me that this is just because the the sutures that they laid down still haven't built a sheath of scar tissue. And he's super conservative. He's a great surgeon. He is. He and he said, you know what? I'm I'm a bit of a dummy so when doctors tell me not to do something i'm like we're gonna do it anyway yeah I'm listen same way. i know my body better yeah. than you know my yeah. body so whatever but he's like yeah you can do whatever you want but uh you know if you stretch that tendon you just will never regain the strength so go for it uh, but then don't complain to me when you've got a weak arm i'm like right. well that's probably the best way you could have phrased <laughs> that so yes it, yeah. fine i will listen to you uh, yeah this and, time. and then your elbow will look like it's gonna be swollen for the rest of your life. Oh, How long ago was the surgery? Uh, September 21st. Okay, okay, that's a long time ago. It still yeah. looks interesting. Yeah, I've also been. I, I mean, as much as <laughs> Way I said to go, that Vic. I, <laughs> you're making me nervous here, but no, uh, he's as much he's, as, much I, as he's, he's my surgeon, I, I, I have been back to rolling. Uh, okay. Because as much as I did have some outlets to, to help me, they're not helping enough. Okay. Uh, so getting back to rolling, I'm, I'm being cautious ish. Uh, but the downside of that of that flow state that we talked about where you are existing in the moment is I maybe don't think about the consequences of posting oh when somebody God, tries to step I around know. and I end up using 100% of the strength where if I was lifting I'd be thinking about it a bit more so that may you be why be it's a little now. now you need the f fluidity now you need to incorporate some other stuff aside from what you just learned and you need some yeah, of my fluidity some of bringing some of my stemma into that world stemma. <laughs> that's uh and and you flow and yeah just flow but just real go with stuff it. not like the the not some like of the, the bullshit some of the rush well there's bullshit with everything yeah, yeah. some of the stuff uh, some of the systemic stuff online when it fails is the funniest <laughs> yeah, things I've ever seen about no, 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 hit, me, hit me in the face <laughs> it just gets cranked gets crushed yeah like, oh that didn't work yeah yeah get crushed it's horrible <laughs> yeah. it's, it looks just so bad anyway I still train it once weekly mm. on Sundays but I just get <laughs> I come home I'm purple black nothing works when I do it yeah and I come home purple blue she thinks it's like old man <laughs> oh my god a bunch of old men hitting each oh other is what it is. Side, you we, we like to we just basically hit each other like learning to absorb punches yeah, is something yeah. we do a lot of mm -hmm. so we do a lot of hitting in the like, snow a lot of or sometimes we'll go and train in the snow it's just you know it's rushing to hell right it's, it's, yeah. it's uh it's just a fix of vodka get in the snow and fist yeah, fight yeah, like, what yeah. else yeah. so and it's it, it, sport. it becomes yeah it mm -hmm. becomes painful i come home black and blue sometimes so but naz so what happens when people get injured in your thing what do you mean? What so how do you deal with it? Use cannabis? Do I use cannabis? Yes. Of course I use cannabis. Yeah. 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 So I'd for what? I'd much rather use cannabis than to, and take an Advil or, you know. Does do it help you post-recovery, post-workout? 100%. I think it just softens everything. So I have like, chronically, I have a lot of trap pain, trap triggers for sure. Like could, neck pain yeah. for those who don't know what traps are. Yeah. And uh, hip flexor pain, like while at rest all the time. And cannabis before bed just settles everything out. Yeah, I feel like cannabis before bed is good. Yeah, I don't uh, really, I don't really take cannabis in the day or, or or medicate with cannabis in the day, but every night before bed, for sure. Do you use it before uh, before you train? I know we used to we were talking about some guys that I, do that. You know, it's for for me there is there is a. The, the, you are you are inebriated. Like the, it does it does affect your, your mental state, and some people say that that helps them focus and. God bless you, more power to you. I, I don't like it in my gym. Uh, if As long as I can't visibly tell, I'm not like 
asking people on the way in if they're if they're stoned. But I have asked people to leave. But um, you would ask them if they were using opioids and if, doing the same thing. Would that's, you not? That's the thing. If they showed up with the big pupils, yeah. uh, then I might, Anything. yeah. Uh, that would be way more concerning. Way, way more concerning because with the, with the opiates, you're masking so much pain yeah. that you're gonna you're gonna get injured yeah. uh, without recognizing what a problem. Even my uh, my dad, who's 70 and still trains, he's uh, my hero. Uh, but he'll he'll be taking Advil or something beforehand, and he'll say after, he's like, you know, shit, my arm got really hyperextended because I didn't feel it nearly as sharply as I would have. So I really don't want people to train in any kind of altered state. Uh, the other component of that is I always advocate for training the exact same way that you're going to compete. So Agreed. if Elias does get his his uh, exemption, then sure, yeah. Then train the way you're going to compete. If you're going to fight stoned, then train stoned. Well, I don't know I don't know if he's... So there's a difference. I'm just going to uh, go back to the idea of stoned. Yeah, sorry. You don't, I, I, you don't have to be stoned using cannabis, right? Right. There are so many different ways to even use THC where you're not stoned. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's dose-dependent, and it's individual-dependent as well. Uh, and in, in times that it doesn't matter, where we don't have to make generalizations about being stoned, like we're not driving a car down the street, um, then I think individually, I think it's important to recognize the variations. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I agree with you. You know, If I'm using cannabis... Uh, and it's alleviating a symptom, um, doing something that can potentially injure me. I mean, the question comes down. We hear this all the time. It's like saying, "Don't give, uh, don't give pain medication to somebody with a bowel obstruction because it's going to mimic if the bowel obstruction is getting worse." Well, fuck you. I'm going to give you a lot of pain right. medication, and your pain will eventually go away. I'll come back and check on you in two well, days. Well, I would say the better comparison would be like our neurosurge patients. They don't. They only want them to have codeine. They, they don't want them to have any narcotics because we have to assess their mental capacity. Mental capacity, mm -hmm. right? So they're right. saying okay, that narcotics better. would. Fine, you're right. Co-host, soon to be only host. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, guys, it's been it's this been a good, a really awesome episode, and mm -hmm. I'm uh, I I think that people take can take a lot away from how how to start just getting into the if you just want do it. Don't be do afraid to just go yeah. and do it. Cannonball, you got to yeah. do yeah. it. The more you think about it, the more it'll freak you out, and, and you got to attack. Do it. Exactly. If, if right, you got to yeah. get wet to swim, and if you're always retreating, you're never gonna win. You can't win retreating. Oh, way to end. Ah, you are so proud of you. I can't win retreating. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, final things. You guys want to plug stuff? Uh, you want to start? Go for it. Spinco Hamilton. We're taking instructors right now. Um, what do you mean we're taking instructors right uh, now? Instructor call right now. So we have about eight or nine people that will be training to ride the podium come this summer. And we're super stoked about that. Uh, we're going to be looking for key leaders, energy exchangers, ambassadors, um, ambassadors, everything. If you know how to ride, to up. yeah, ride on. You don't have to know how to ride; you just got to show up. Okay. Oh, oh well done. Bring it, bring it back. Well done. <laughs> Parabellum. Uh, yeah, Parabellum MMA. We're located in uh, in Oakville. We are a professional fight gym, uh, but I love I love beginners. Right. This. Do you is ever get beginners? All the time. And all that's time. okay with you. That is. That is better in some ways because I can build something, right? I can yes. build something correct as opposed to fix other people's mistakes or other people's preconceived notions. I love beginners. Show up with a willingness to work and like I said, you have 100% of my attention. I believe so strongly in martial arts as a, uh, a, a tool to improve your life that if you aren't in Oakville and you want to reach out to me, I will point you in the right direction to train somewhere close to you. It is a small community. I, I'm connected to a, a ton of different gyms, a lot of coaches in the province that I respect and I would happily recommend 
recommend any martial arts gym to somebody that, that, that was looking to include this in their life? Well, thank you guys for being on here today. And uh, thanks, Tyler, for dealing without your uh, <laughs> usual mic. mic. You, were, you were awesome. Again, Lucas, thanks for uh, <laughs> dropping the uh, IG on us. And uh, the IG to the OG, and thanks for the food to... Uh, uh, that would come from, um, that probably is going to come from Epic. <laughs> That's going to come from Synergy. Also, uh, insurance, check out, if you're looking for cannabis insurance again, check out uh, buywell.com. You can check that out. And we have a health and, by the way, so we have a health and wellness e-commerce platform. All things health and wellness, 14,000 different products on there. If you're looking for anywhere from your bulletproof over to whey protein, over to household health, health and wellness, organic stuff. Anything you need, you can kind of go online there. It's like, um, uh, what's that? Amazon uh, for Amazon wellness. for wellness. And look at this woman here. Anything else? A- a- Amazon Prime for, well- for wellness. Um, but you can also look at cannabis coverage over there as well. Check out uh, our Instagram. This should be up on iTunes maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Because, uh, you know, Lucas is slow. He's very slow. And then the video will be up in 16 days. Oh, I'm kidding. That was like a joke. I think I swore less today than I have in forever. I'd love to have you guys on again. You're, it's just always a blast having yeah, I was, you guys Yeah, I always here. love it. And I actually just like talking to you guys. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, it's fun. I miss you guys. I miss yeah. you too. All right, everybody. Peace. Peace.